Northwest Christian School Online provides online Christian education for any students ranging from kindergarten to 10th grade. The tuition is fully covered through the state of Arizona's ESA program and is affordable for families out of state. You can count on NCS Online for a rigorous, proven online program that establishes a robust biblical worldview for all students. For more information, go to ncsonline.org. That's ncsonline.org. Well, hello there. Um, hope you all are doing fantastically. And uh, as the month of August is flying by, and uh, here we are on the Kingdom Culture Conversations podcast. Monday, August 23rd. Wow. Coming quick, uh, Mr. Is. Brown. We have some, it's just fun to see, like we're getting in the swing of things, the school year. Yeah. Um, got some fun stuff coming up this uh, this week at Northwest Christian School. We sure do. Friday, I'm looking forward to Friday. Oh, yeah. Venture Crew. Uh, oh, yeah. It's a day off from school, but we are going... Uh, taking the high schoolers in the morning, we're taking them out to H2O Whoa. at Lake Pleasant, yeah. the world's tallest floating water slide. The world's. The world's yes, in the is. world, people. Yes. So uh, that's going to be a ton of fun. And yes. then that afternoon, we're taking middle schoolers to yeah. Aqua Park over in Scorpion Bay at Lake swim Pleasant. In the, swim in the water, jump on some floaties. Yeah, and, yeah I've never yeah. been to this place, but it looks phenomenal we saw it a couple weeks ago and it looked, we did. it looked pretty fun yeah it looks fun but it wasn't open yet and so we committed that we're going to take as soon as we can yeah. as many middle schoolers as we possibly can yeah. to this park and so that's happening this week august 27th love it and then on thursday we've got a yeah. very special parent university you want to talk yeah. a little bit about that g yeah well parent university is just something we've offered to our parents at northwest christian school over the past i don't know eight years or so nine years and just kind of a, a an equipment of parents. Mm-hmm. Um, just, uh, we're never meant to do life alone. Um, Amen. we're never meant to do parenting alone and we want to form community just to offer, um, uh, issues that parents are dealing with, just offer some resources to them and encourage them. And, and this one, we're actually going to offer it to anybody listening to the podcast. Yeah. If you're out there and whether you're affiliated with Northwest Christian school or frameworks or not, we want you to attend this very special parent university. It's going to be on the campus of Northwest Christian School, uh, 43rd and Bell in Phoenix, Arizona. We're going to be holding this in the Don Sanderson Gymnasium, but we've got a special guest. His name is Adam Brooks, friend of yours, someone you've gotten to know. Tell us what's the message that he's going to be, what's he going to be teaching us? What resources is he going to provide? Adam... Um, Adam is probably one of the premier, or if not the premier guy in Arizona, is one that all the news guys go to when they have any kind of internet, um, online, um, social media questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so you may see him on the news. His website is adamleebrooks.com and uh, check him out. He's really, uh, really on the kind of, it, it, it was cutting edge when he was doing it a long time ago, but he's stayed above the forefront of just helping moms and dads navigate um, the ever-changing atmosphere of the online presence. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah. I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to that, as I am today's Kingdom Culture Conversation. Yeah. We continue yeah. today with Kathy Herod, who is the president of the Center for Arizona Policy, 
And uh, she is a tremendous advocate for faith, family, and freedom throughout the state, really throughout the U.S. Uh, she's been recognized by Focus on the Family, uh, the Colson Center, and others is a real champion of religious liberty and uh, just, again, defending the faith in the political arena. Last week, we had the opportunity to hear her tell her story, how she came to know Christ. And, and yeah, that powerful. was, yeah, that was really, really good. Today, we start to peel back some of the, uh, some of the issues. And over, you know, the course of this fall, we're going to hear from Kathy a few times, but the issues we're going to, we're going to hit are uh, the sanctity of life. And uh, interesting bill uh, that just recently came through the Arizona State Legislature that had to do with end of life with regards to, mm. to resource distribution of folks with COVID. And, wow. you know, people making decisions within hospitals, if, if you've got limited resources, limited ventilators, for example, who gets the first knot on a ventilator? And so wow. we're going to look at it at issues like that. She's also going to talk through the issues associated with transgender athletes and, and what that looks like. Uh, Center for Arizona Policy was part of a campaign called Save Women's Sports. And so we're going to we're going to hear about Good. that. So great conversation. Yeah. Um, looking forward to that. So, today so am i so am i and hopefully we'll see y'all out at northwest christian on um on thursday yep. at 8 15 in the a.m and uh, there will be donuts so, donuts yeah there will be donuts and uh and looking forward to this conversation what i love there's there's two things i love about your story and i want to call back a couple of those things just real quickly and and one of them is for our students is from the beginning you did you had no idea no perception of the glorious way in which god would ultimately mm -hmm. use you but i love the fact that you were faithful along your journey and in in that you eventually found your your path but i think that's such an encouragement mm -hmm. to our students because so many times um is is young people we don't know exactly where we're headed and there's there's sometimes we're tempted to feel hopeless is god going to use me do i have any gifts or talents or interests that he could use or that have any marketable value mm -hmm. That was your story. You you came along, and now here you are, arguably one of, if not the most powerful women in Arizona politics, regardless of gender. Maybe one of the most powerful individuals in the in our state in terms of politics. But that being said, there wasn't even a dotted line for you to see from where you were to where you are now. No, and when I hit the college campus, I think I had four different degree um, majors before I settled on government. I think I started in business, I did communications, I did psychology at one point, wow. and then ended up um, with a government major. And even and even then, like working in Washington, D.C. as a, an aide in the U.S. Senate, and then, okay, I'll go get a master's in public policy. And then, no, well, I'll just take this law school entrance exam and kind of see. And so it's like there's... Um, this this life is so much a walk of obedience Amen. and and being like you know it's like here i am god what you know wanting to be please god to be obedient to what god's called us to and there's great joy when we know what our calling is and to not sweat it too much when you're younger that you know there's not um you know god will be faithful to put you where he wants you mm -hmm. and it may take a while it may take a number of years and that's okay faithful Obedience. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. The other thing I love is the priority you gave. So it sounds like, if I understood your story correctly, it sounds like you've been involved in church in some form for a long time, even when you considered yourself to be on the liberal activist side. Mm -hmm. You were invested in church. Is that right? Yes. I was raised in, I grew up in a traditional denomination, 
um, and that I, and I'll just say it if it's okay, um, I was raised Catholic, mm -hmm. and I, I am one of those former Catholics that has a deep love and respect for the Catholic Church. Um, God led me in a different direction, and because I wanted to understand who Jesus was and get more Bible study teaching that is more available in the evangelical world, at least at that time in, in my life. And so it was, um, but yes, yeah, some of those things, I mean, the Catholic Church was my security, was how I could be involved. Um, it was a part of youth leadership. I was very involved in high school, and the Catholic Youth Organization was actually what's called a diocesan president my senior year in high school. And this is where this applies to parents and students both, because a Catholic priest asked me to run for the diocesan presidency I never would have thought about that on my own. Wow. So when you have someone, you know, as far as to listen to your elders, and when you have someone with a teacher, they're not always going to be right, certainly, but say, well, have you thought about doing this, and I'd like for you to consider this. And so when that Catholic priest said, I want you to run for the diocesan presidency, and I did, and I won, and I spent my senior year in high school leading that organization for the Galveston-Houston area of Texas, that was, you know, how God uses you. That leadership training did as much for me to what I'm doing now and for the last really 30 years of my life. But those seeds of that were as a senior in high school. In Never high having school. a clue Love how God would use Love it. Love that, that's you know, powerful. Yeah. That's so neat. And then, and then at one point, you even though you were invested in church, you were pro-choice and mm -hmm. you gave priority to God's word. And it sounds like that was part of what, that and the mentorships maybe, that had that transformational effect on your personal Christian maturity that ultimately led you to where you are now. Right. I think that after I um, accepted Jesus and started trying to live biblically or to understand biblical concepts, then you know I could not get away from that God is the creator of life and that we don't have the right to take that life through abortion. And so not only understanding the humanity of the unborn child and that life does begin at conception, but then also um, seeing how abortion was hurting women. And I always think it's so important to point that out, that abortion was not the answer for women. And, and starting to understand that how, well, I had a dear loved one um, that I, when I was 19 years old, my dear loved one shared with me the abortion that she had had when she was 19 years old. Wow. And that loved one spent the rest of her life um, essentially with significant mental health issues because with the seeds of it, in my view, being that abortion. And certainly, you know, then I've had the experience as a, an adult woman with, you know, friends, you know, close friends who, whether it was anger, whether whatever issue they might have been dealing with, the seeds were that abortion that they had in their teens or their 20s and, and the guilt and the unresolved, um, well, the healing that they needed and the healing that I believe comes through Jesus Christ. Amen. And so seeing that abortion was not an answer for women. And I, I think that's one of the things that, that most people realize that, Indeed, the unborn child is in the womb, is a developing human being. Yep. And then also that abortion hurts women, yeah. that abortion um, breaks a woman's heart. You know, when we say that abortion stops a beating heart, abortion breaks a woman's heart. Mm, um, wow. And Powerful. so so just, you know, so coming to understand that and really, you know, the, the question that comes, why do you do this? Apart from being that God's called me to it, it's because I know that women out there are having abortions and I want to do everything I can to try to give them life-saving alternatives. I have a sense that that you, you know, the other the other day I was at a, an event for a gubernatorial candidate uh, in my personal capacity as mm -hmm. a citizen of the state mm -hmm. of Arizona. I was at a gubernatorial event for Kimberly Yee and she shared some of the legislation she'd been involved in that was pro-life and she was able to track that to um, a certain number of, of fetal lives that she felt she'd saved. I have to imagine in your case, you couldn't even track that number. 
Well, and it's interesting because I, you know, when you, like if the question were asking me, you know, what's, what do you think is the most important victory legislatively or that type of thing? And I heard um, my friend Alan Sears, who, of course, was longtime leader of Alliance Defending Freedom, Alan said one time that he didn't know this side of heaven, what would be the most significant legal victory. Mm. And I feel that same way about all of the pro-life laws, all the things that, you know, we won't know this side of heaven, what, what had the most impact. Or how, you know, I, I, I hear heartwarming stories every now and then of someone who, um, because when you mentioned Kimberly Yee, the fact that a woman has the right to see an ultrasound picture of her unborn child before yep. she makes that decision. And, you know, I will hear a story about someone who, you know, they went to have an abortion and they saw that ultrasound picture and they decided they could not go through with it. Yeah. And so we know that, that women are being spared, that lives are being saved. We know the abortion rate's going down, but we know that there's still way Every too many abortions. Yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. you, you fight for, for even the last one. That's mm -hmm. that's so neat. So let's talk a little bit about the Center for Arizona Policy. And, and you know, in terms that, that a student could under, understand, this is a policy advocacy organization. But what what does that mean? What does a day in the life of Kathy Herod look like? <laughs> well, the, the main focus of Center for Arizona Policy is at the Arizona State Capitol. Mm -hmm. And it's lobbying for good bills and trying to defeat bad bills. So we'll look at, okay, what problem is there to be solved uh, in, in the different areas that we have expertise in and that we believe we're called to. And we'll do everything from researching other state laws, researching Arizona law, looking at court opinions, um, what you know, what's already out there, what what were their gaps in the law? And then, so finding out, okay, here's the research, here's what needs to happen, um, drafting a bill, um, approaching a sponsor, approaching a, a sitting legislator to say, or working with a legislator to say, here's a bill that we think would be beneficial, here's what we need to do to move forward. Um, so drafting that bill, having it introduced, preparing for testimony, um, preparing for hearings, um, counting votes, meeting with legislators one-on-one -on -one to say, here's the bill that we're, we're advocating for, and here's here's why it's needed. Here's the problem it's going to solve. Counting votes, um, being, um, we often say with the Arizona House and Senate, you've got to have 31 in the Senate to pass a bill, six, I mean, I'm sorry, 16 in the Senate to pass a bill, 31 in the House to pass a bill, and the governor's signature. So you gotta make sure you've got 1631 in one. Um, so making sure that you don't forget that the governor's office needs to know about these bills and those types of things. So really everything that it takes become, to become law in Arizona. We, when bills are introduced, when the legislature convenes in January every year, our team, we literally check all the bills. Is this gonna impact the, the issues that we care about, that what we're engaged on, um, good or bad? And then, and then we produce, we do things like fact sheets. All the bills that we work on, we'll have a fact sheet on on what the issue is, what the talking points are. Um, so a lot of that, the general, the big focus is the, in the Arizona State Legislature, passing good bills, defeating bad bills. Then it's also, we have policy pages. Mm. So for students, um, you're, you're doing a policy page on, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, a research project or assignment on religious freedom. What's religious freedom? Or say separation of church and state. Is separation of church and state in the Constitution? No, it's not, but that question always comes up. So we have policy pages that we have on our website. Um, we do um, written publications every week, just um, commentary on the news. Here's news that we think people need to be avail uh, you know, aware of. So it's advocacy on bills. It's also education. And then it's also, when it's election season, um, you know, producing um, information for where candidates stand on the issues that voters care about so that they can see where these candidates line up and who, would, who they would support. So really kind of practical nuts and bolts um, policy. You know, we would say we're a public policy organization. Do we do politics? Yes. Are we in a politics world? Yes. But first and foremost, we're there because we're trying to advocate for good po public policy. Yeah.
That's that's tremendous. I, I as I listen to you, one of the things I realize and I want to take note of for our students to understand is you look at the very good work that you do, and and you, for all intents and purposes, you stand on the shoulders of giants because your your job requires individuals that are able to write that are able to video, that are able to master social media. There are a lot of different academic content areas that come to bear. And so as a student, you may be sitting here today saying, well, I, I like Instagram. I like Snapchat. I like this. Well, in the hands of the right individuals in directed kingdom purposes, that can be a powerful asset. And so you see all sorts of different academic domains come together in this, in this sense. Well, and an example of that, one of the young um, men on our staff right now is, well, I guess, probably maybe a year and a half now out of college wow. and is spending, you know, two or two and a half years working at Center for Arizona Policy on legislative, uh, kind of coordinating a lot of our legislative activity, but also doing more and more social media, editing podcasts, editing videos, um, putting social media out there, and then helps to go to law school. So, you know, for sometimes, you know, for those who, when we talk about gap years in different ways, but, you know, we've had a number of students, a number of young people come through our office and they spend a year or two in between degrees or they come and and they say, okay, they're not sure they want to do this kind of work, but here's a job. They feel called to it and they really catch the vision. I mean, I can think of, you know, two especially young men who came, spent five years with us. One was fresh out of law school. Um kind of looking around for a job, wasn't sure what he was going to do, Start spent five years working with Center for Arizona Policy, and now is a chief deputy for law and policy in the Arizona Attorney General's office wow. after having been general counsel for the majority in the Arizona House. Huh. You know, so, I mean, we've got a number of stories. Another colleague who did communications, had a journalism degree, and came to CAP as our communications person, spent five years with us, spent a year working for the Attorney General, and then now is leading the our, the organization, our colleague, he's my colleague in Ohio now. He's leading the Family Policy Council in Ohio with which we are associated with. So there's also that, you know, that that's the example of you, you may start a job, you say, okay, I'm called, I'm not really sure what this means, if this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And you may find out, no, this isn't me, but you also may find out, oh, this is my life's work. Yeah. And, 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 what, and it may not always be with CAP, it may be, but you get the grounding, the training, the the background, however you want to say it, at CAP, and then you go over on to still having these values and really having influence in other areas. Yeah, so that's one of the things that we talk about quite a bit is every experience that you encounter, God uses. And so whether you enjoy that experience or you endure that experience, God's using it. And he's using it to either refine or define your future direction. And I hear that throughout your story. Our, our families owe you a debt of gratitude that they may not even realize. Uh, it was about a year ago maybe really close to a year ago, where there was a lot of questions about whether or not private schools would be able to assemble in person uh, due to the COVID pandemic. And I'm pleased to report to you and, and to our families that it, Northwest Christian was the single largest K-12 enterprise in the state of Arizona that was open for the, for the most days this last year. And our families love that, that's a, you know, go Crusaders. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But at the root of that was a conversation that came together. Uh, it was uh, myself, Jim Desmarchais, uh Was it Ron several. Johnson? Well, yeah. well se several 
um, Christian school leaders and Catholic school leaders. Yes, and and you were able to put us in touch with with the governor of Arizona, Doug Ducey, as well as Dr. Kara Christ. Can you talk a little bit how that how did that come together? Because well, that's that's <laughs> advocacy that that impacted us in in real time in a real way. Well, networking is one of my favorite things to do. Mm-hmm. And so when um, when it was Jim DeMarche that had said, "Hey, I'd like to talk to someone in the governor's office about what we're all facing with COVID." So I either sent a text or called, I remember what I did, and I said, okay, who can talk, you know, the private Christian schools are concerned about COVID. Did you catch that? Sent a, sent a text. Yeah, sent a text, or I can't remember if I texted. <laughs> the governor or, or the senator. Well, well to, his, to, to one of his key aides, yeah. saying, okay, here's what's going on, you know, what do we need to do? And what that was maybe like on a Monday, if I remember right. And then on Tuesday, it was kind of like, yeah, we want to do a Zoom call with, you know, who, who can you pull together and let's get a Zoom call invite out. And so then that was like, I think on a Wednesday morning or something like that, there was the Zoom call with all of you where you were able to express your appreciation for the gov- how the governor had been handling co- Amen. COVID. Amen. And then and why you thought you didn't need to be regulated, why you didn't need to be um, having a, some kind of a mass mandate or something like that. And that afternoon when, gov- when the governor issued an executive order that applied to the public schools on COVID response, he specifically exclu- did not have it apply yeah. to private religious schools. And that's where, uh, you know, that's a respect certainly for the First Amendment um, and for the autonomy of private schools to make those decisions and a governor who respected that. Um, but so that was one of those kind of fun things. And, you know, and I've often said, I mean, you all were, were open more mm-hmm. and, and parents were really wanted their children to be in schools. And and it's not like you had huge COVID outbreaks in any of the private religious schools. We did I not. Mean, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I frequently say I wish people would use this as a case study to understand, mm-hmm. you know, these good practices produce these good results. Yeah, and exactly. the same thing could be true of any school in the state. Mm-hmm. As, as we close out the first part of our conversation, I want to ask the question. Uh, I want to ask a question I already know an answer to. Um, so all of this good work, is it funded by taxes? Is it funded by government money is it where does the funding come from that enables you and your team to champion faith family and freedom in the state of arizona center for arizona policy is totally supported by generous ministry funds Mm -hmm. so it's all individual donations maybe a foundation here and there but not really no government funding Mm-hmm. Um, some churches support us, not not a lot. Some private schools support us, yep. but um, but it's um, it's all it's all just the good people of Arizona that are supporting us and what in the work we do. And if 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 we have a listener or a viewer today that, that whose heart is stirred, maybe with a fresh understanding of of what CAP does, or maybe they really never understood what CAP did, and they wanted to specifically uh, do something today to help you continue to do what you're you're doing, how would they do that? Um, of course, a couple of ways. Mm-hmm. You can go to our website at azpolicy.org. Okay. azpolicy.org. Make an online donation. Call our office, um, 602-424-2525. Okay. Um, and those are the easiest ways. We also, you know, if someone w- wants to introduce CAP to their friends, you know, we do home events. We do we do speaking at different kind of um, events. And so we're also available for speaking engagements or home events just to share the work that we're doing. Excellent. Okay. Well, Kathy, again, thank you. This is just the first part of our conversation. It went much longer today than I anticipated it did. I hope you can hang with us for for another conversation in a bit. But again, I just want to reiterate my appreciation for for you personally and then for your team, what the impact you've had on the state. And then as we've discussed even here today, the impact you've had on this campus. I I don't even know that most Mm -hmm. families understand the very real good you've done. So thank you very much. And thank you uh, for whether you're watching. 
whether you are listening to Kingdom Culture Conversations, we're, we're grateful for you as well. Take care. Northwest Christian School has made biblical worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit, regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, charter school, or homeschool. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com.